0: So we went into 2020 at 260K. So we told, we sold about 260 in, in our or exactly 260 in our first year. Um, and then yeah, over the last year and a half call it have gotten up to 450.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Matt Cowell. Proud, prior to QuantHub, his current company, he spent 15 years running product and tech at PE backed companies, including building a product engineering organization at Daxco, delivering a 10x revenue growth, seven acquisitions, and three enormously successful recapitalizations. He led the team to deliver the first machine learning and AI solution to the gym and fitness market and is now focused on data literacy, hiring, and upselling at QuantHub.com. Matt, you ready to take us to the top?
0: Yeah, let's do it, Nathan. All
1: right. What does this mean, data literacy hiring?
0: Well, so there's there sort of two aspects of what we do. Um, both are focused on data skills. And so hiring would be you know, for organizations that are trying to hire data engineers, trying to hire data scientists. We have an assessment platform um, that helps them do so. Um, so that market's a little crazy right now. Everybody wants to be in that field. So you're getting flooded with applicants not always a lot of great ones. So, you know, customers of of ours are global management consulting companies that are interviewing thousands and thousands of of candidates a year. And so they'll use our assessments to benchmark basically who has the skill to do the job and who doesn't.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And are those your
1: biggest customers? Then it's the consulting agencies, the KPMGs of the world?
0: Um, Yeah. So one of our biggest customers is is a recognizable um, name that Top two or three management consulting companies. HP is a customer of ours um, on that on that side as well. JetBlue was a customer. We signed them, of course, right before the pandemic, <laughs> so they mm. they kind of stopped hiring a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed the airline industry was struggling a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, those types of companies that are doing a fair amount of hiring in that space. And then um, we've expanded actually into upskilling. Um, for kind of skills, data skills across the board. So um, data literacy being just the fact that we all consume data, we all operate with data, we all use data in the modern workforce, yet we don't really have the skills to do so. Um, There's plenty of World Economic Forum has some really good research on that front. So we have an upskilling platform that's uh, basically like a Duolingo of data skills um, that's helping employees across the entire enterprise upskill in data.
1: And Matt, are you handling the full spectrum here? You're helping HP go from finding the data engineer they really want to hire to interviewing them, so applicant tracking, to onboarding them, to then ongoing training and support so they
0: can get smarter? Uh, So we're helping in a couple aspects of that. One is really just the, um, we're helping in the skill aspect of that. So when they have candidates and they want to know, do these candidates have the skills to do the job? Our assessments will tell them that. And that's specifically what HP uses us for. And then um, on the upskilling side, you know, once you get employees in the door, you want to continue to build skill sets. Got and it. And so whether you're not that's helping bring advanced them it, cust- c- potential no, hires then. No, not necessarily. We're not like a staffing type of platform.
1: Yep. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So you're solely if people are looking at a hundred engineers and you want they want to give them a quick test. They can set the test up on your platform, give it to them, and then figure out who to hire
0: and then upskill. Yep, that's exactly right.
1: Okay, what do these customers pay you per month on average?
0: So on the um, on the assessment side, our, on average, our ARR, our um, ACV is about twenty two thousand. Okay. Um, ARR. Yep. And so right. we have different pricing models depending on um, depending on the product. We'll charge um, sort of on a per assessment basis on the uh, hiring side, and then more of a per employee per month on the upskilling side.
1: And what's the backstory here? We got a lot, little bit of it in the bio, but when did you launch the company?
0: So uh, we actually are an offshoot of an AI consulting company out of the Southeast, Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, that company you know, was struggling with hiring like most companies are, and, and so decided to um, didn't see anything out there that was really good at... There are a lot of programming assessment platforms, but not a lot of great platforms to assess the conceptual skills required in data. And, um, and so we built that and then ended up spinning it out into a separate company, uh, which really became, became Quanhub.
1: So, so when was that? What year did you spin it out? 2018, uh, April
0: of 2018. Was and the how official.
1: much, how much revenue was the agency doing before you decided to
0: shut that down and spin out this new SaaS product? So the agency actually stayed on and we just, I basically actually came on, um, on sort of day one to run this as an, as an offshoot of that company. We did not have any customers. We didn't have um, we barely had a product. I mean, did it was you very, have, like, very, founder equity. Days. Then, Did I personally?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, are you essentially the founder? You owned hundred percent on day one. Maybe the agency has a little bit.
0: So the agency was the primary, um, was the primary shareholder. I came on and obviously have incentive equity as well as, as CEO. Well, so basically you- we had two founder, two co-founders there. And then given the stage of the product, I came on, um, and really is kind of a third co-founder
1: sorry, I'm confused. So the agency and who are the two co-founders?
0: So the CEO of the company it was a company called Strategywise, was an AI consultancy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the co-founders. The um, the guy who's now our CTO um, was a chief data scientist at that um, at that firm. He's the other co-founder, and then basically I came on because they continued. They had a good business on that side, and one it felt like this had its own future. Needed somebody to come on and run it, and so I came on as basically a third co-founder and CEO.
1: Okay, got it. And and then how many customers are you now serving today compared to when you joined?
0: Yeah, we didn't have any customers when I joined. It was just sort of a proof of concept type product. So I came on, we raised money, um, we built out the product the rest of the way, and or at least, you know, sort of MVP, if you will, um, started bringing on customers in 2019, um, sold 260k in our first of ARR in our first year. Um, we're and now congrats. up to 21... 21- yeah, that was a good start. Uh, we're now up to twenty-one customers. Um, yeah, so we're we're doing pretty well.
1: Got it. So twenty nineteen was about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales. You now have twenty-one customers. Are they all paying about two thousand dollars a month?
0: Uh, that's the average ACV. It's really pretty lumpy. So we um, we're starting now to sell. Um, it's almost almost exclusively to enterprises. And so um, we have some six figure deals and and well into the six figures and then we have some $4,000 deals. Yeah. So yeah, we're a little it. bit all over the place. But but but, but the
1: average uh, is is two grand yeah, that's the times average. 21. That would put you at about 42,000 bucks a month right now in revenue.
0: Yeah, we're at 450k in ARR. That's great.
1: And that's it sounds like that's almost doubled from where you were about a year. Well, no, no, no. Maybe a little bit less. Where
0: were you a year ago? A year ago, so we went into 2020 at 260k. So we told we sold about 260 in in our or exactly 260 in our first year, um, and then yeah, over the last year and a half, call it, have gotten up to 450. Um, we've since you know the hiring side slowed down a little bit. What last year, what did you and that's finish when, though?
1: 2020 with though in terms of ARR run rate.
0: Uh, 2020, we finished at um, just about 400. 400 okay got it so
1: well i guess i mean look so this is a fair question then i think why have you only added 50 grand in new arr in the past 8 months
0: yeah so we actually were expanding into i mean like any startup you know we're looking at opportunities and trying to see where we think we fit the best and where we're differentiated and where the market's headed and we made a decision about about 9 well about 10 months ago um, that we felt like upskilling was actually the um, a big part of our future in addition to the hiring side, and so we focused a, a pretty good amount of our business on upskilling and specifically in data literacy, where you know this is sort of the next gen of the workforce has to have data skills. It's almost like in the '90s when computers came out, we just all of a sudden couldn't work without computer skills. We're getting to that point with data skills as well. We're not quite there yet, but data literacy is a big movement. And we have a a really a unique approach to that. And so we've to a degree shifted towards that. And that problem exists in enterprises and and really exclusively almost in enterprises. And so we started selling that late last year and and really had kind of a V1 product in January of this year. And so, you know, it just takes a little time to get enterprises up and going. And so we just started a, a pilot. Um, with Dell in Singapore, uh, we've got a company called Axiata, who's a big Malaysian Verizon-like company, um, thirty-seven billion-dollar company out of Malaysia. Um, they just started the other day, so we've, got, we'll got we will be. Our target and, is a million in ARR by the end of the year.
1: Okay, so you think you can you get to eighty grand a month in the next four months, three months? Absolutely. Okay, and, and tell me a little bit more about that, how you've chosen to capitalize the business. So you mentioned to raise. How much did you raise and when?
0: Yeah, we raised uh, we raised a note round early on in our existence in July of 18. That was a uh, 1.25 million. And we've since raised a, just shy of another 2 million.
1: Okay. Uh, and that was a, pri- it, and
0: priced, and a yeah. priced round. When was that? What year? Uh, that actually was during 2020, um, basically closed at the end of the year. Okay, got it. So, so
1: 2 million raised in 2020, priced round. What valuation did you raise at?
0: Yeah, we raised it an $8 million pre- was that right? Feel fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I think look at the market size, look at the the traction that that we've that we've gotten, the types of of brands that we brought on. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is that? What multiple is that? It's a twenty x multiple on four hundred grand of AR. That's not bad. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think at our stage, multiples are a little, um, yeah, a little hard to go by multiples at this at this number in this scale. But yeah, I think it's still fair.
1: Yep. No, no, obviously a lot of it is story. I, I guess we're, we're, the only part of the story that doesn't make sense to me is why a guy like you with your background would... I mean, you're basically starting from ground zero, but you don't have equity like a founder has equity because you were like the third co-founder essentially coming in, unless they gave you like 70%, which I don't think they did. So why, why not just go start your own thing? Why'd you decide to join us instead?
0: Well, I mean, I hadn't been in, um, I hadn't been in this type of role quite... This early stage. So my background was more kind of CTO type role of a of a more of a growth oriented SaaS business, still still SMB. But um, you know, kind of went into that company at about six million in ARR, and we you know ended up at eighty plus by the time I left. And so that was kind of more the scale. And I like being close to the problem, and so I wanted to get into something early stage. And you know, these these guys actually, I I was networking uh, when I was trying to figure out something earlier stage to do next. And, you know, I really like like the people that were um, starting this. I felt like it was a huge market, really interesting. And, you know, I was in a position where, yeah, I think I could have gone for more equity, but instead I chose some cash compensation, um, just kind of stage, stage of life, um, risk profile, you know, that type of thing. And so, you know, everybody's got to make their own decision. Do you want to be highly leveraged? or do you want to blend? And so for me, a blend of, of some you know cash compensation and, and reasonable equity that has some upside is is kind of what I was looking for.
1: Did they get you more or less than 10% equity?
0: Yeah. I don't want to speak to exactly the equity, but I mean, it's I think it's fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Got it. Uh, what's team size today? How many people?
0: Uh, we're at 10, 10 and we we leverage um, contractors as well, but 10, 10 kind of core team members. How many engineers? Uh, we actually have four engineers on the team. Do you still code? Um, it's been a little while since I've coded. I will say that I'm in involved in... Um I'm more involved in the database type type of stuff now, because that's the stuff that I'm still decent at. <laughs> so it, supporting customers, uh, converting things, stuff that um, I don't want our team focused on. Strangely, I am as the CEO doing. <laughs>
1: yep. And, and do you imagine this ACV, you probably
0: have quota carrying sales reps. How many do you have? Yeah, we actually have a chief revenue officer I'd worked with before at Daxco, the SaaS company that I mentioned before. Um, she came on and is is running sales, marketing, and also customer success. And she has um, an account exec um, on her team as well. So Those
1: two of those people carry a quota, then. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. So you think those two quota carrying sales reps they can that they can add about six hundred thousand bucks of new AR in the next three months between them?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've got a proposal out that has um, it's it's out for 420k in ARR, just Mm -hmm. to give you an idea. So, um, yeah, I I mean, that's part of selling enterprises, right? For us, um, a part of our challenge is, and you know, this can be an okay challenge, but it's lumpy. You know, our You know, we'll sell a multi hundred thousand dollar deal, and then nothing for a month, and then you know, we've got another one um, coming that I think is going to be 200k, and so. you know that that's it's it's not um it's not as steady as some SaaS businesses that are selling to SMBs they're selling individual licenses they're 50 bucks a month but they're selling a thousand of those you know we're just a completely different model yep no makes
1: sense let's wrap up here matt with the famous five number one what's your favorite book
0: uh, my favorite book is a uh, book my favorite uh, workbook is uh monetizing innovation number two is
1: there a ceo you're following or studying
0: um no,
1: not really. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business?
0: Uh, for building the business. I mean, personally, I honestly, I like Trello. I think it's super flexible. It allows us to stay nimble and and change things and adapt. And, and it's very lightweight. So I like lightweight.
1: <laughs> Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
0: Uh, probably about um, seven hours.
1: Seven. And what's your situation? Married, single,
0: kiddos? Yeah, married. Um, I'm 47, almost 48. My son is 20 at University of Illinois, and my daughter is 18. Very as a cool. Senior two, in high school. It's crazy.
1: know that's great. <laughs> Take us home. Last question: Something you wish you knew when you were 20?
0: I've thought about it a lot. I'm, I have no regrets. You know, when I was 20, I wasn't doing this at all. I was a chemist at Procter and Gamble, um, and not knowing that I wanted to do technology, so I went back to school. And got a master's in chemical engineering, and started go started working at Accenture, and so found my way into tech. But um, so I would like to know that I was interested, more interested in that. But I'm afraid it would have changed my course, and I wouldn't change anything.
1: Guys, there you have it. Quantup got going in 2018 as an agency spin out. They're now serving 21 customers. These are customers like HP and others that are looking for data engineers to hire. Quantup helps them understand which engineers can pass the tests or challenges they set up, and then also also help upskill those employees once they are hired full-time. They raised a $2 million seed round at the end of last, or mid last year, at an $8 million valuation. Team of 10 now looking to scale and break a million dollars in terms of run rate by the end of 2021 here. We're rooting for you, Matt. Thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it.